Good morning, everyone out there in the digital world. I say good morning as the great, what was his name? Charlie Townsend says, he says good morning. I'm hoping all of you out there have replied with good morning, Jordan. I like to think that you did, but if you didn't, I understand. Welcome to another episode of Spliced In Later. It's our special episode because uh, I've just popped off to the movies to catch a movie that I had been anticipating, one of the movies I've written down for 2019 that I was pretty keen to go out and see. As mentioned previously, that movie was Charlie's Angels. And it's a special episode because I'm getting it out to you as quickly as I possibly can. So you can have a listen, have a think about Charlie's Angels, and decide if you want to go to the movies this weekend, do you want to take in this particular film? So I'm going to jump right into it by letting everybody know that I have never seen an episode of the TV series Charlie's Angels. Shocking, I know. Honestly, it doesn't interest me. I get what it was, and I get the nostalgia that people uh, from that time period might feel for watching that TV series. I feel that in today's times, uh, that particular show probably shouldn't resonate with a lot of people. Uh, Doing a brief look over of the TV series... Uh, which I did as research before checking out this film. I had looked over it in the past when I had watched the other Charlie's Angels films. Basically, it's pretty girls, pretty ladies, pretty women, rushing about in scantily clad clothing, using their feminine wiles to save the day. Yes, they are spies. And yes, they they can kick ass when they want to. But of course, they answer to the godlike voice in the sky that is Charlie Townsend or Charles Townsend or whatever he is. Let's just call him Charlie for now. Because that's his name, I guess. I can appreciate it for what it was for that time period. Um, I think you do have to understand that while... Things like that in today's society certainly are not acceptable. We should not be objectifying women, believing that they need to answer to men, or that their most important assets are, whether they're pretty, how they can trick men with their flashy hair and all that. Basically, talking about it makes me feel very uncomfortable. So I think that can give you an idea of how much I probably will not ever watch the old Charlie's Angels TV series. But again, you do have to accept that that was what was acceptable for the 70s. I have this discussion with a lot of people, especially in regards to old cartoons. Um, Some Disney cartoons have started having to put up before their classic cartoons that a lot of the themes and jokes referenced in that cartoon are what was representative of that time period and do no way reflect how the people at Disney believe the world to be now. Which is good. It makes sense. Pretending it didn't happen is wrong. 
what we do need to do is accept that it did happen and then build on to be better people from here. That said, no one wants to put on that classic Disney film, Song of the South, anytime soon. We acknowledge it exists, but on a lazy Saturday afternoon, you don't want to pop on the movie with the the slave that sings to the cartoon birds, because it's just not right, and rightly so. However, I have seen the Charlie's Angels films that came out in the late 1999, I think the first one came out, and the sequel Full Throttle, which came out around 2000. The angels in that one, Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, and Lucy Liu. I did quite enjoy those movies as action pieces. They were very over-the-top action. I believe they're directed by someone just called McGee. I'm not sure if that's a real person. McGee sounds like what that crazy frog would pretend to be if he were a real person. If you are listening to me, McGee, I'm sorry. I'd love to know what your real name is, but I can't be bothered to look it up. So, shout me a line if you want to clear the air. Basically, to sum up what Charlie's Angels is, which is the point that you get across the TV series and the movies, the basic principle is the same. There is an unseen person called Charlie who only talks to his agents, or angels as they are, through an intercom. The angels are always women that he supposedly has rescued from terrible situations or predicaments and train them to be super spies. And they save the world from ridiculous villains in outlandish scenarios that require them to wear ridiculous outfits. And they always have very different personalities, which cause them to clash a lot. And the angels are always helped by a guy called Bosley, who is like their... Not their butler, but their aide. Bosley was played by Bill Murray and Bernie Mac in the first two movies. Each of them were bringing their distinctive style of comedy to the role of Bosley. And both were quite enjoyable as well. So it's because of those movies that I was anticipating going to see this version of Charlie's Angels. And also because it is directed by Elizabeth Banks. Now I love Elizabeth Banks. She was great when I first was introduced to her in the Spider-Man movies in her very small role as Betty Brant, the receptionist to J. Jonah Jameson. Since then, she's only sort of exploded on the TV and movie screens. Um, Her most substantial thing I think she's brought to the world are the Pitch Perfect movies. I haven't seen the Pitch Perfect movies, but I know my mother loves them. And they seem fun. I'm a big Anna Kendrick fan as well. Maybe one day I'll I'll watch Pitch Perfect, and I'll let you all know how I feel about that movie. But for now, let's let's stay on track before I get sidetracked it again. Here's what I thought of Charlie's Angels, 2019. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I thought it was a fun action movie with some some great actors doing some great stuff with some with some interesting characters. The three angels that the movie focuses around are played by. Kristen Stewart, Ella Barinska, and Naomi Scott. Now, Naomi Scott, I love. Um, She was in the Aladdin reboot recently, or reboot, remake, whatever you call those live-action Disney movies. Essentially the movie again, but with real people. 
She was Princess Jasmine in that, and she was lovely. She was also the pink Power Ranger in the most recent Power Rangers reboot movie. Now, I'm a big fan of the Power Rangers when I was a kid, and I'm honestly still now. It's a big nostalgia moment for me to go see that movie, and I thought she was very good as the pink ranger in that. Ella Barinska I've not seen in anything before, but I thought she was great too. She plays the the action extravagant one of the angels, the John Wick character, as it were. Very good martial arts. Very interesting to see her zipping about and kicking people in the face. A lot of fun. I should say Naomi Scott's character as well is like the new angel. She starts out as just recruited to work with everybody else and then over time learns her skill and her trade. She's also a bit of a hacker, which is guess what she brings to the team. But I want to say, and I'm really pleased and surprised to be saying this, that Kristen Stewart's angel was without a doubt my favourite part of the movie. And I'm very happy to say that because I want to not apologise, but make aware that I expected to not like her. And that's because, again, sometimes your bias just comes through in everything you do, even if you don't mean to. And as much as I preach on this show here about being acceptable of everything and, and never telling anyone that things you that they like, that you don't like, are bad or whatever. I was once one of those people that poo-pooed and turned their nose up at the Twilight movies, and by essence, I guess that meant that I turned my nose up and poo-pooed anything Kristen Stewart was in. I've not seen anything that Kristen Stewart's been in. I have at least watched the first two Twilight movies, and I can honestly say confidently that those movies were not for me, uh, but I won't get on my high horse and say how a terrible movie, what was that, what a waste of time. Those movies obviously weren't made for me. The people they were made for obviously loved it because the whole franchise was spawned out of it. So, fantastic. If you do love the Twilight movies, I love that you love them and I'm happy that we can all like different things. But yeah, Kristen Stewart played the angel that is the scatterbrain one, the aloof She's not dumb, she's just spunky, um, outgoing. She says what she thinks, she's all over the place, and she had some really funny moments in the movie. She was the most interesting character of the Angels, and I was really pleased with her performance, which was great. The idea of this movie, essentially, it's not a reboot. Um, It is sort of a continuation of all the Charlie's Angel stuff that has come before. Essentially... The TV series and the old M. McGee, Charlie's Angels movies, have existed before this movie. But you don't need to have seen them to understand what's going on in the movie. More, you'll get all the cameos and Easter eggs that they're referencing for all the previous stuff that came before. Charlie's organization has has grown. It's become an international agency called the Townsend Agency. And instead of one Bosley, there are many Bosleys. And each Bosley is played with remarkable perfection by each actor that's playing that Bosley. The main Bosley for this film is, of course, played by Elizabeth Banks. She is very invested, I think, in playing the Bosley character, and she does very good as a mentor to these angels. Jimon Hunsu, who I think is the most workable 
friendly actor to be working in Hollywood because in this year alone, he's been in like seven films. The roles are not substantially big, but he seems to put all his effort into him. He seems to be having a good time doing it, and I love him for it. I mean, this year alone, he was the wizard in Shazam. He was a CGI merman in Aquaman. He was in Captain Marvel as the Korath, the Pursuer. And those were in a space of four months, essentially. So he was great too, as another Bosley. But of course, my absolute favourite, unsurprising, is Patrick Stewart, who plays a Bosley as well. I don't want to reveal, obviously, too much about what makes these Bosleys in the movie. Just saying there's more than one Bosley, I don't think is a spoiler, but getting too deeper into it, obviously, is too much information. Patrick Stewart is a delightful man. He is very friendly and charming in real life. If you follow him on Instagram, he fosters dogs and he showers them with affection. All the geeks out there, he was Captain Picard in Star Trek and Professor X in the X-Men movies. And he is very appreciative of those roles as well. He has a great friendship with the lovely Ian McKellen. And he is having an absolute blast in this movie. He, You can see the smile on his face. It's like he's just having a ball with what was given to him. He says the jokes that are given to him with absolute glee. And I cherished seeing him on the screen. So thank you, Patrick Stewart. You probably made my evening. Action is great. Um, Elizabeth Banks is really proving she can direct action movies, I think. Or at least she has the style to direct action movies. All the sequences pop off the screen. It's very vibrant. It's very fun. If you're looking for something at the cinema that is not bleak and depressing, I know there's Joker, there's Ad Astra, Terminator, Dark Fate. There's a lot of the very gritty, serious, real movies at the moment, which are all great. But if you're after just simple popcorn fun with a lot of color, we get some pink, some red, some green, and it all looks just fantastic. What really set me down for this movie, though, there is one drawback, but unfortunately it is a very big one, which it, it impacted my overall enjoyment of the movie, is the sense of comedic timing. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with sitcoms, whether they be British sitcoms like Dad's Army or your standard American sitcoms like Friends, you know. You've got the studio audience, and the more popular the comedy show is, the bigger the studio audience is, which means when the characters deliver a joke and the studio audience laughs, they normally have to pause and wait a certain amount of time for the laughter to subside. Sometimes movies seem to assume that their joke, like you, obviously you want your joke to be funny, but they assume that the joke is going to be so funny that... The people watching the movie theater are going to be laughing. And because they're laughing so much, you're going to have to wait for them to stop laughing before you continue with their line. There are a lot of jokes in this movie where they say the joke and then there's a pause. And it doesn't really roll with the movie. And if the joke itself doesn't land with the audience, you're just left with a, a very silent movie theater. There's some confusion. People don't know if that was a joke or not. So there might be a chuckle, but not enough to warrant such a big pause. There are a lot of moments in this movie where they try and do 
a comedic joke. There's a lot of tangents, a lot of puns, a lot of silly throwaway gags, which unfortunately just didn't didn't work for me, which is a real shame. There's one point, for example, where the characters made a reference to a film and someone didn't get the film. And then that led into a whole spiral of what movies relate to other movies and how old someone has to be to get when a movie's being referenced. Now, as a movie buff, I should have got a huge kick about that. But all I was thinking was, it's been two hours. I just need to get to the end now. I don't, this isn't working for me. I need you to to wrap it up, to roll along. So, I don't know, maybe it's the different levels of comedy for different people. No one else in my movie theater was laughing much at all. Um, but I read a couple of quick reviews before I jumped on to do this recording. And one review I read said that they were in a movie theater which was just full of people cheering and clapping. So I guess it really just depends on what your perceivement of comedy is and what you think is funny. But I've certainly seen worse. I've seen comedies which are just depressingly not unfunny. And as I said before, between Kristen Stewart and Patrick Stewart, I did chuckle. I had a good time. I did smile. I wasn't a big Grinch sitting there with my arms crossed going, Nope, I don't find this funny, so I don't like this movie. No, I had a good time. I think I'm going to give this movie a 7 out of 10. Enjoyable. Definitely worth a look. If you are a fan of the old Charlie's Angels films, if you're a fan of action films, if you're a fan of Elizabeth Banks, Kristen Stewart, if you're just looking for just something fun and goofy that's not your cinematic sadness that is Joker and Ad Astra and all those other ones that are that are vying for those Academy Awards at the moment, then this is certainly for you. Thanks once again for checking in for my special review episode. Coming at you next week, I'll be doing a little experiment. I'm going to try something new. I love doing top 10 lists. And with the end of 2019 coming up, I'm thinking of doing a top 10 movies of 2019. But to give myself the idea of how I want to do it, I thought I'd start with a top 10 2018 list. That might be interesting for you. You can have a listen. Maybe your favorite movie from 2018 will be on my list. Maybe it won't. Maybe there'll be a movie on there you hadn't even heard of. And hopefully I might encourage you to see it. I cherish you all as always. Thank you for listening. Enjoy Charlie's Angels, if you see it. You've been spliced in later. Adios, muchachos. I'll catch you next time.